We are back with another edition of Lockdown Royals on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. It's been a while, so let's review the 2023 season, what we liked, what we disliked, and follow that up with the biggest winners and losers of this year. And lastly, what's next for this podcast in the offseason? We got a new update on it, and I'm going to tell you about it all. Coming up next on Locked On Royals. You are Locked On Royals. Your daily Kansas City Royals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jack Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. And you can catch all of these podcasting episodes wherever you get your podcasts. That can be on Spotify. That can be Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. And of course, you can always find us on YouTube. Since hitting that 500 uh, threshold that we had before the end of the season, which Thank you all for continuing to subscribe to this podcast. We've already had about 30 more. So want to get to 600 by the end of October and continue to build that number. Because if you've listened to us before, you would know that our goal is to get to 1K before the start of opening day on 2024. In 2024, excuse me. If this is your first ever episode tuning in, well, welcome in. I know the season has just concluded. So now we can turn over a new leaf here. Now we can start talking about more positive things than the 106 loss Kansas City Royals. But my name is Jack Johnson. I've already discussed that. I'm just a lifelong Royals fan, as I'm sure you are in tuning into this podcast. I've just turned that fandom into a career path. I now work in Kansas City at Sports Radio 810 WHB. I've got a morning show on ESPN Kansas City daily, 10 to 11 a.m. And you can also catch me on Sports Radio 810 WHB once a week. Usually depends on the time, you know, can be a Tuesday, can be a Wednesday night, can be two hours, three hours, one hour. But you can always catch me there if you follow 810 on their Twitter account or just on their podcasting page in general. Very easy to pick it up as well. It's been a while since I have talked to you, given you a podcast. And when I mean a while, it's only been, you know, four days or so. And we're going to dive into plenty of What we saw in the Yankee series, we're going to dive into what's next for this team. Before we go any further, just want to give a little bit of shout out to today's title sponsor in game time. We're going to talk about them more coming up as well in about 10 to 15 minutes. But just because the season is over doesn't mean that you have to stop using the game time app. I've told you before, baseball games and football games and basketball games is not the only thing I buy with game time. It's not the only, you know, outlet I go to. I go to concerts, I go to comedy shows, and Game Time is the app I use. It's so easy to use. You know, one ticket, two tickets, three tickets. Again, it is the best app to use for just buying tickets in general. We'll talk about them coming up in about 10 to 15 minutes or so. So as I said, it's been a little bit since we've talked, you know, on this podcast, since we have discussed the Kansas City Royals. I was feeling a little bit under the weather this weekend, but Still had the chance to catch all three games and dissect all three games, you know, pointed out my positives, pointed out my negatives. And by the end of it, it was just 
the conclusion of the year. And I don't know about you guys, but after that final out that James MacArthur had on Sunday afternoon, it was kind of like a big exhale. And what I mean by that is this has been a long season. I don't think I just need to be the only person telling you that. If you stuck it out, if you watched every single game, or maybe you watched 80%, 50%, it doesn't matter. It was a long season. I mean, they tied the franchise record for losses in a single season at 106. There were a lot of negatives that happened. There also were a lot of bright moments, too. Now, I, I don't want to be this person that is trying to pump positivity into a 106-loss season, but there were bright spots. I mean, when you have a 162-game season, you're bound to have a couple good days, and that's more so what I'm getting at. I mean, we got to see Bobby Witt Jr. turn into a superstar. We saw Michael Garcia become a mainstay at third base. We saw Cole Reagans become maybe the best pitcher in the Royals' rotation since who? Jordano Ventura? Maybe I should say the most electric pitcher since then because that really adds up. That matches up quite well. We saw James MacArthur turn into this back-end specialist at the tail end of the year. We saw Michael Massey and MJ Melendez enjoy more power surges in the second half. Like There were bright days, but the overarching thing is that when you lose this many games, there's always time for reflection. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that want heads to roll. You know, you can't sit through a 106-loss season and not do anything. But as I've said multiple times, when going over this team, the expectation, and what's next for 2024, I feel like I've remained pretty consistent in that if you didn't think a season like this was possible with this roster, this rotation, this bullpen, I don't really know what to tell you. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I expected a 106 loss season. I did. I think I had this team around 70, 72 wins. But just because they were 14 to 16 games below that doesn't mean that they really kind of felt like a 106 loss team. And maybe that's being an optimist. Maybe that's just being stupid when looking at this team. But at the end of the day, I look at this group and I almost feel better about where they're at compared to last year. Now, I'm curious if your guys' thoughts, but I really do believe this team now is in a better spot of their rebuild compared to last year for a few reasons. Last year, who could you point to offensively that you felt really good about? For me, it was Vinny Pasquantino. That was about it. Nobody else had really shown that they could be a well-above-average big league hitter. Now we have Bobby Wood Jr., not just an above-average big league hitter. He's one of the most valuable players in baseball. Like I said, Garcia, one of the best defensive third basemen in baseball, and I would say one of the better leadoff hitters in baseball. And then you have a Vinny Pasquantino coming back. MJ Melendez was well above league average in the second half, and that was about 65 to 70 games. And I didn't really see that last year. The rotation, I'll give you that. I felt really good about Brady Singer at the tail end of last year. Saw bright moments from Daniel Lynch. Was completely out on Chris Bubich at that point. This year, all you have is Cole Ravens. You know, everybody else you know, just kind of slept, walked through the season. 
underperformed, disappointed throughout the season. I mean, to me, that's what you could point to. In the bullpen, at this point, it's probably just James McCarthy you feel good about. I don't feel that great about Carlos Hernandez again. And maybe last year I felt better about some of those guys in the back end. But in terms of a lineup, I feel better. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because we saw more guys become the face of this team. And last year in a 97-loss season, there just wasn't much joy to it. The Royals didn't go out there and and find hidden talent like they did this year with Reagans and James MacArthur and Nelson Velasquez. They didn't do anything to that farm system. And I, I thought, for the most part, their draft class was pretty putrid. This one, we'll wait and see. We'll see what happens uh, next year, the Arizona Fall League. But a lot of guys got opportunities this year. That was the point of an evaluation year. And you can definitely have your criticisms for Mac Quattrero. You can have your criticisms for Brian Sweeney, for Alex Zuma, Keone's run. I get it. You lose 106, you don't deserve to have excuses made for you. At least I don't believe so. But I am going to take the approach of there still were good things that happened that I needed to see personally in an evaluation year. I needed to see if Bobby Wood Jr. could be an everyday player. And not only that, I needed to see if he could be one of the best players in the American League. He showed that. I needed to see if Brady Singer could take the next step. He can't. Or at least he's showing he cannot. I needed to see a different philosophy in managing. Didn't completely get that. But again, I think a lot of it comes with time. You know, I made this comparison before on a podcast months ago. You know, Brandon Hyde in Baltimore just led the Orioles to a 100-win season and the number one seed in the American League. He lost 110 games in his third year. You don't think there were Baltimore fans calling for his head, going, what are we doing at this point? So all I'm saying is, in a season like this, be mad at the overall product. I get it. You don't want to sit through 106 losses after rebuilding since 2018. But we've always talked about this being the foundation block. Now it's about building the next block, taking the next step. And we'll see what this offseason is all about. Like I said, I think it's going to be entertaining. You can believe me. Don't believe me. Let me know in the comments on YouTube. Let me know on Twitter. Very curious of your guys' thoughts. And this week, we'll take a lot of time to review this season in full. This won't be the first episode that we kind of take a deep breakdown of this entire team, of this entire season, and the overall outlook for 2024. But the next thing we're going to talk about is the biggest winners and the biggest losers of this season. I got a couple of guys to list for you, and we're going to talk about it next on Locked On Royals. You are tuned into Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jack Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. Before we go any further, let's give a shout out to today's title sponsor in game time. I know the season is over. I know you may be thinking, well, I don't need to go to places. I don't need to go to concerts. I don't need to go to comedy shows. Well, if you do, if you're thinking about it, download the Game Time app right after this podcast episode and get to purchasing some of some, some of your tickets. That's just what I would do. That's what I've done for the last couple months here. Now, I used ticketing apps before, and Game Time is the one I love the best. Game Time is the easiest to use. One ticket, two tickets, three tickets, four tickets, doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter what event you're going to. 
they have got it locked down over there on the Game Time app. So again, here is what you need to do. Go and download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off on your first purchase. The terms apply. So again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B for $20 off on that purchase. So download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. There's a lot to get into with this season. There's a lot to go over. And I'm excited for what this podcast is going to bring you guys in the coming months. And we're going to discuss that in our third segment. So be sure to stick around for that. But when you break down a 162-game season, it can't really be defined. It can't be completely covered in one 30-minute episode or one 15-minute segment. It just, it can't. You have to take this in bits and pieces, which is why I thought for this Monday in the aftermath, you know, hours, I wouldn't say hours, more than 24 hours since the Royals concluded game 162. A lot of these things are going to be broken down over time because we're going to feel differently about certain guys a month from now because the Royals leading up to the winter meetings are going to probably start being mentioned and guys being traded, looking at free agents, whether that be international free agents, major league free agents, minor league free agents. We'll start feeling differently because if the Royals go out there and, and sign somebody for the rotation or the bullpen, you'll immediately think that maybe that player is better than who they are trying to replace. They go out there and sign a corner outfield bat, you'll think they're better than Drew Waters. So I think it's smart to go about this in a very meticulous way that we may dedicate three episodes this week and going over certain guys. And as I said, with this segment, it's winners and losers. So let's get right into it and stop rambling on here and wasting your time about what may be coming down the road. Let's talk about the winners and the losers of 2023. We'll go a winner first and then pivot to a loser. And I mean, that sounds harsh, but you know it's just a part of the segment here. Easiest winner of this season, it's Bobby Wood Jr. I mentioned this in the first part of the show. Bobby Wood Jr. needed to show the Royals this year that he was going to be a can't-miss guy. Because in that draft class of 2019, I remember this vividly, there were two guys, two guys overall, that were can't-miss prospects. Like, no matter what happens, where these guys are going to, they're going to be studs. Adley Rutschman, Bobby Wood Jr. Now, Adley Rutschman flourished a little bit earlier than Bobby Wood Jr. I mean, he was in Baltimore last year, broke onto the scene. He's great behind the plate. Gap-to-gap hitter, switch hitter, and Bobby Wood Jr. struggled. Now, defensively, was well below average. The power was there, the speed was there, but it was is this an Alberto Mondesi type of guy that stays healthy? Hey, those numbers may look really cool, a 2020 season. But at the end of the day, we need to see if this is a cornerstone piece. And we saw that in 2023. We definitely saw that. I mean, some of the iconic moments, the defensive web gems, the walk-off grand slam against Minnesota and Johan Duran, who we'll see in the postseason this year, or at least you'll see, the fan, not the Royals. But there were moments that were just great to watch. And now you're going to go to the ballpark in 2024 seeing more and more number seven jerseys. 
You're going to see more network specials on OB Network ESPN about Bobby Witt Jr. Because he is a superstar. And I think it's only going to go up from here. Now the big question is, what is this contract going to look like? Because to me, he's the top priority. Before you start signing guys, before you start making trades, I'm trying to find a way to lock down Bobby Wood Jr. He's too good. He's too valuable. He's too important to this rebuild and to this team getting back to the postseason. You can't let this go on much longer because I believe he's only going to get better. So he's my first winner. We'll do three for each here, kind of going on the fly. The number one loser for me in 2023, I don't think is going to come as too much of a shock. It was Brady Singer. I mean, Brady Singer finished off 2022 about as good as you could. It was a guy that you felt like he's our number one. You know, he is going to be the opening day starter. Not worried about it. Stuff is electric. I mean, the strikeout numbers are going up. He's got the attitude of a number one. You know, he's stoic. He's got a starter frame, you know, 6'5". You felt like this was all going to be put together, and it was a disastrous season. I mean, he goes to the WBC. He was actually scheduled to start in that championship game against Japan because all the arms had kind of burned out, but it, it was his chance to shine. But the only outing he got was when he got roughed up against Mexico. It was ugly. And then we saw this season, he never really put it together aside from maybe a couple months. If that, it was probably more so one month. It was early on in the second half. Season was already in the tank. And it just wasn't good for 85 to 90% of this season. And now he's probably back in your rotation. And things got to change and change in a hurry. But he was my number one loser in 2023. Number two winner, pretty easy choice again. It was Cole Reagans. To see that you could go out there and get a guy like this, not give up a ton, not having to trade a, a young prospect. You got Cole Riggins for 30 innings of a role this Chapman and a Texas bullpen that never really got better. And you got a gem of a rotational piece in Cole Riggins. And we saw that stuff for all 11 to 12 starts. It was electric. And you want him to be maybe the opening day starter. I don't think you put that pressure on him, but I feel like this move was so important for the Royals because it showed that they can find talent and turn it into tremendous talent. We hadn't really seen that before until the acquisition of Cole Reagans. The number two loser for me is probably going to be Kyle Isbell. It sounds weird, but let me explain myself. Kyle Isbell really needed this year. Now, I don't think he's going to be off the roster extra. I think they'll find a spot for him, but this was his chance to show that, hey, I'm the everyday center fielder. Don't worry about it. And I'm just not sure he hit well enough even in the second half to show I can be that center fielder every single day. Now, maybe I should replace him with Drew Waters because the oblique injury and then not really performing well the last half of the season, that can wear on you. That can impact your outcome. But to me, this was a big year for Kyle Isbell, and I just wasn't floored. Alex over at Royals Farm Report kind of convinced me a little bit, but I still think I was left wanting a little bit more. So I do unfortunate to put him on that list. The last winner that I have is going to be an obscure one because I could go with Michael Garcia. I could go with second half MJ Melendez. I could go with, oh, Freddie Fermin, something like that. But to me, I'm going to go with James MacArthur also because of what he represented. I mean, when this guy made his debut, I don't think I ever needed to see him again. I mean, I, I sometimes jumped to rush to judgment and that was one guy I certainly did. He's been flawless. 
nearly flawless since that debut. And now I look at him as a backhand bullpen guy for 2024. And this is a guy that was a 26-year-old AAA pitcher. I mean, his career was almost finished. The Royals give him a chance. Disastrous debut. The debut from hell, one of my good friends, Joel Penfield, calls it. To me, though, this is just one of those spots where it shows, like the Cole Reagans thing, they can find talent and turn it into really good talent. I mean, James McArthur was four for four in save opportunities. Who would have thought that after that debut? That's why he's my third winner on the list. The last loser I have is one I hate picking because I thought at one point he would be on the winner's list. It's Nick Prado. Nick Prado to me did not show enough that he could be an everyday player in 2024. He is going to be on the outside looking in going into spring training unless that K rate is improved and it kind of feels like a long shot at this point. Vinny Pasquantino is coming back fully healthy and maybe roll with Pasquantino at first and Nelly Velasquez at DH. That kind of leaves Prado on the outside looking in. And that's why he is my third and final loser to that list. Do you agree? Do you have other people to add? Let me know in the YouTube comment page below or just on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. The last thing we're going to dive into is what is next for this podcast in the offseason. I'll dive into it deeper next on Lockdown Royals. You are tuned into Lockdown Royals on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jack Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny J underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore 15. And be sure to find all of these podcasts on wherever you get your podcasts. That can be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and on YouTube. Be sure to hit that follow button and subscribe. But if you're following along on one of those podcasting platforms, leave a review. You know, we want to make this podcast as good as it can be. So give us a rating, leave a comment, let us know if you're liking it. If you want us to touch on more things, I want this podcast to be catered to you, the listener, to you, the fan. I know I have not been my best at responding on YouTube. I'm going to try to improve that a lot this offseason. Sometimes you get too caught up with work because I do have another job outside this podcast. But I'm going to try my best to be as interactive, as responsive to you guys because you're what makes this podcast fun. You're what make it makes it go. If it wasn't for you guys, I'm just somebody talking into a camera that maybe nobody would be listening to. So I really do appreciate you guys following along and interacting, even for a team that lost this much in 2023. What I wanted to do, though, to close out the show today is give you a correct and an accurate update about what's going to be happening over the next couple months or so. Now, I originally told you that after the final game of the year, we would bump down to three episodes a week, and we kind of would be bouncing around. It could be a Monday, it could be a Tuesday, a Thursday, a Friday. We were going to give you three episodes a week. Well, if you have been enjoying this podcast, good news for you, because we got about another two months of going five episodes a week. We're going to take this all the way up into winter meetings. So we've got plenty of more time together, daily content. So continue to shoot me your questions. Continue to shoot me content ideas. It's the off season. There is a clean slate. We have a fresh start. The team is zero and zero. We can start looking about how this team can build we can start looking to how this team can improve. I am fully expecting to have tons of guests this offseason. Going to try to reach out to some former Royals players, try to get some coaches on the show. I'm really trying to expand this thing in the offseason. 
because we want this thing to be built up for 2024. That's important to me. I hope that's important to you. That was my goal. That was my mission when I took over as host of this podcast. We all know what this city's like when baseball is important in Kansas City. There haven't been many years in my lifetime where Royals baseball has truly mattered to the city, which is weird because in the years it did, they won a damn World Series. But for those of you listening, those of you maybe catching this for the first time, maybe this is your 200th or 230th episode watching, you know, you know how important baseball is here. And my goal is to make this podcast as good as it can be. Because I believe in covering this team. I enjoy covering this team. You can call me psychotic and crazy for being giddy and optimistic and coming up with fun ideas in the offseason after a 106 loss season. I don't really care. Because I feel like if I was dull every single day or I was not as consistent at bringing you five episodes a week, you would go find somebody else to listen to. This Royals community is great. I love listening to other podcasts out there. Shout out to the guys over at KC Sports Network. Shout out to all the guys that have been doing podcast work, the Royals Rundown podcast. You know, there's I could go on and on here. I apologize if I didn't call you out by name, but you know who you are. We all follow each other on Twitter. We know how fun this Royals community could be. And I, for one, am excited that we can wipe this slate clean. We can wipe this... 2023 season away from our memory, at least for the time being, and now just look to 2024. We're not going to have any podcast episodes dedicated to uh, blown leads, losing streaks, slow starts in April. It's clean now. That slate is clean, and this podcast is going to have a very big offseason. We've got some fun things in store for you. I'm also looking into not just podcasting from here. You know, next year, the goal for us is to be able to take this on the road a couple of times. You know, go podcast in in a city where the Royals are playing. You know, I I think we are really going to take this to new heights. But a lot of this also does depend on you guys sharing this, you guys telling your friends about Locked On Royals. Now, I can't tell you what to do. I can't force you to like the content. But I know a lot of you have given me great messages. You guys are fantastic. I'm always going to interact with you guys. And if you see me out at Kauffman Stadium next year, do not be afraid to come on by and say hi. Because this is a big community. It's not one person. It's not two people. We are just average people covering a baseball team. So definitely come on by. Shoot me content ideas too. And I'll give you a shout out by name. If If you're wanting to talk about something, you're wanting to dive into something, get my thoughts, just DM me on Twitter, message me directly, and I will put that in the podcast. Now, sometimes we have a loaded show. We might not get to it, but I promise you, you give me that question in the week, it will go in a podcast episode that week. I will dedicate an entire segment to it, as long as it's a juicy segment idea. If it's a smaller question, a a quick answer, I will definitely give it a shout out in this podcast, but that's what's going to be changing In this offseason, we're going to get even more interactive. We're going to have more guests. And hopefully we can bring even more positivity to this group, to this team. That's what I'm hoping to get out of this. 
I'm hoping that this can really be a tremendous time to build the podcast. No, the Royals are coming off one of the worst seasons in franchise history. But yet you guys made this fun. We had a huge increase in YouTube followers. We had a huge increase in podcast downloads. We're well over 30,000 views on YouTube. Keep getting those ratings up too on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Now I know I'm using this more so as a, a plug episode to get this thing more popular. But I promise you, this offseason is not going to be dull. I'm not going to throw hypotheticals at you every single day or talk about past things. A lot of this is going to be brand new. A lot of this is going to be creative. So follow along, tell your friends, and we're going to get excited for Royals baseball this entire year. I'm going to try to build this up so that you are pumped up and ready to go for spring training. Hell, even pitchers and catchers reporting in spring training in 2024 out there in surprise. I'm going to try to give the best possible content, and we're going to take this thing on the road next year. You know, I started doing this midseason. It was kind of a an on-the-fly thing with work. We're going to get more of a schedule ironed out, and we're going to really try to build up this podcast episode. I know I've said that a lot. It sounds like the theme of today's podcast episode, but I wanted it to be known just because it's the off-season this podcast is not going anywhere. We're going to have five episodes a week for the next two months. So get excited, get geared up, and send me your questions. Send them on YouTube. Send them on Twitter. I'm going to do my best to incorporate you, the listener, and you, the Royals fan. Well, that is going to do it for another edition of Locked On Royals on the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I've been your host, Jack Johnson. Follow me on Twitter at JohnnyJ underscore 15. That's at J-O-H-N-Y-J underscore one five. Until tomorrow, you take it easy, Kansas City.